Layla, we've had this conversation so many times. I just, Your worked. standards for men are so bad. <laughs> it worked on me. I don't know what to tell. Listen. You, can't, we, you, have to, you have to cut this out of this episode now. <laughs> this episode's ruined because somebody's going to be like, oh, yes, finally. If I just neg someone enough, it'll work. No, just like The won't. Rock. You have to be shaped like The Rock. That's There's true. only one rock. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm the kind of cable that holds up bridges and shit. Not that you would know anything about that. And this week, we reunite the family in Fast and Furious 6. Before we switch from Team Muscle to Team Pussy, remember you can help us on Mortified the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for a monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. You ever get haunted by the ghosts of your past? Oh, constantly. Mm-hmm. I bet you have a lot in common with the um, the characters of this film, who who had a lot of um, you know skeletons that were in their closet coming back from the dead to get them. Yeah, uh, and also I wear exclusively white t-shirts, never get dirty after a fight, and I'm bald. Surprise! I am Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin, it's been you the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, um, we gotta talk about family. Oh, we're gonna talk about family. Um, this is the one that I think I've been most excited for since Michelle Rodriguez uh, canonically died in Fast Four. <laughs> yeah, and now she's back. Our girl's back. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, we love Michelle Rodriguez. Letty Ortiz is a great character, um, and you know her absence was sorely missed in the last like three or four movies that we've watched yeah Um, so i feel like the mortified stan roster is you know we got michelle rodriguez we love our girl mm -hmm. um lakeith stanfield as you know we love lakeith stanfield on this podcast Mm -hmm. and then uh so far the third and final entry is mr huge ackman himself 100 uh, percent those three folks are always welcome here on mortified the friendship quest mm-hmm. o- open third chair if any of you three wants to join us um but yeah um so this one the plot couldn't matter less which is true of basically all of these films well i guess there's only one thing that like happens that like we didn't know that was going to happen already which is that um gal gadot gets dropped off an airplane or whatever uh, and dies. Oh, no. Dang, rip. Mm. Um, But, like, other than that, you know, like, the most important thing is that, like, Letty, you know, gets back with the family here. Um, So I'm going to do a very, a very slapdash plot summary. Oh, wait. Well, okay, the other most important thing is that finally the timelines reconverged. Yes, um, Han finally goes off to meet his death in Tokyo. Um, at courtesy of Jason Statham, who did not appear in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, but you know, you could feel his shadow over the whole film if you think about it. Yeah, if you uh, think about it real hard. Uh, so basically, right, we, we meet the family, they're back, you know, they, they were living, you know, after their great heist in Brazil, you know, they're millionaires and they're having a great time. Uh, Dom, for some reason, was not at home, or not Dom, but 
Brian was not at home when his wife was giving birth, so he had to drive really, really fast to go see the birth of his son. Um, so Brian's a dad now. That's, I mean, that's basically all that happens with him in this film. Um, but like, yeah, and they're all like, yep, we're out of this life. But then uh, The Rock, uh, Luke Shaw, or Hobbs, uh, is like, I gotta bring you back in, Dom. They got Letty. Uh, and Dom's like, oh, shit. They got Letty. Um, so they assemble a team. You know, it's it's all the favorite characters from the last couple films. You know, they all they all get together and they try to take down this guy whose name is um, Owen Shaw. And basically, he's British and he's really good at driving cars. I think the words like you know, like vehicular weapons, like that's how they they describe their their capacity to drive cars. They make them you know deadly. Um, but basically, his whole his whole thing is like he wants to build what they call a nightshade device. Um, it's it's a big EMP, is what it is. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. They're, they're trying to build a, a you know, an electric bomb, um, and they're going to sell it to the highest bidder, but for however many reasons, you know, um, Shaw has been able to recruit Letty, um, who we thought was dead. We thought she got shot to death, um, before, um, but she didn't, um, which is important. So, um, so she's working with him now. Uh, they do a bunch of stunts and heists. Um, basically, at the end, they assemble this, you know, they, they, they try to get, they have all the parts ready to, to make the device, um, but then uh, they are trying to escape on this plane, um, and then basically Letty, you know, comes back and is like, okay, no, I'm on your side now because of all these, you know, great times that we've had together over the course of this film. Um, and then, you know, the bad guy's destroyed. We'll talk in depth more. Uh, about all the ways in which the the bad guys are destroyed but um there's also a bit where the guy from movie four shows up uh in prison and brian does get to beat the shit out of him uh which is very funny yeah braga Braga comes back for no reason which is very funny um but like that's you know that's what cinematic universes are for right they they reward you for being invested in the long arc uh, so thanks. See, I'm sh- now I'm sure those of you who listened through our entire conversation about Fast 4 is like, oh, yes, I feel really emotionally uh, rewarded because of this callback. Um, it, uh, it couldn't matter less. Um, but basically, you know, they they do they do some really, really good stunts. I think the stunts are, you know, better than ever in this one. Uh, I mean, it's hard it's hard to beat the safe heist. Uh, but I think. I think that in terms of like the fights, I think the fights are way better in this one, and we'll talk about that. Um, but you know, the family's reunited. Uh, Gal Gadot does get dropped off an airplane, uh, and then um, you know Han goes off to to die in Tokyo. Um, and you know, it, the mid credit scene, it's revealed that it is you know Jason Statham who is. We don't know this yet, but because we watched Fast Seven already, the brother of Owen Shaw, the guy who is the big bad of this one, it's very silly. Um, but um yeah i mean i don't know if you wanted to to highlight anything else no no you did it that's it you did it that's the movie yeah yeah i mean like we're we're, we don't talk about these for the plot we talk about these for the character moments and the stunts uh and that's what we're about to get into so i put letty ortiz up top because like we i missed her so much uh i love her god she was so hot in this movie Thank you, thank you, Father, for putting Michelle Ortiz or not Michelle Ortiz, Michelle Rodriguez. 
dress in tank tops and making her work on cars. It's very sexy and I love it very much. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, they do an interesting thing here, which is like, so she has amnesia, right? That's how you, you know, get her to be the bad guy is you give a character amnesia. And that's a completely fine choice. Um, But what they don't do is restore her memories at the end of this movie, which I think is interesting. She's just like, well, I don't know who this bald man is, but there's a picture of him, you know, and me drinking champagne that I have. And also, he met with me after he beat me in a, in a street race and showed me all his matching scars that <laughs> we share over the years. And, like, as silly as that sounds, I think that's kind of a great sequence with her and Dom. I love that scene. That is one of my favorite scenes. And I love that the whole thing is closed up on their faces. And they, he was just, like, on approach. And then he stood in front of her. And then when the shot goes wide again... And you you kind of bring them back to reality. He's got her his hand on her waist. I was like, when did that get there? I see you, Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Great scene. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. I think it does just like highlight the fact that like we don't we haven't really got a whole lot of Letty Dom time since the first movie. I don't feel like. Um, and, like, this kind of shows that, like, they do have a history together. You know, a lot of that was implied before, but, like, you know, had them just, like, talking about it and Vin Diesel being like, you know, here's the scar that you got, you know, when we, you know, we're in, like, uh, the Dominican Republic and you scraped your uh, hip on the reef. Or, like, here's the time when we first met uh, and I nearly cut your arm off uh, because I did a bad car job. Um, <laughs> and, like... I think it's such a charming moment that shows how much Vin Diesel, um, I guess Dom Toretto is a wife guy. Um, and like, uh, they also make a really, really smart choice, which is to not pit Elena, who is his love interest from the last movie against Letty. Like as soon as, um, Letty is revealed that Letty is coming, you know, is still alive. You know, Elena just says to Dom, like, Hey, if this was my husband, I would, I would do everything I can to, you know, get him back like you have to do this like she just completely understands she's 100 supportive and at the very end they both have like a very brief conversation where they're just like you know we both love dom you know thank you so much for taking care of him and and you're just like and she's just like you know keep him out of trouble um it's it's really nice and it, it, this movie came out in 2013 like this is not like you know feminism quote unquote didn't become like a the what you know online feminism wasn't a huge movement in in the way that i understand it you know back in 20 fucking 13 like this is pre-gamergate right like um it is such a refreshing thing to see them like a- avoid that kind of trope yeah, there's not really a lot of cat fights in this, uh, except for, I mean, until... There's uh, a couple, which we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about it because they ruled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love Letty, God. I'm so... Welcome back, Michelle Rodriguez. Missed you, girl. Um, how do you feel about our, our number one man of the family? Do you feel like he was extra gravelly in this one? I feel, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, that reflects how the state of Dom's, you know, troubled conscience, right? Like, the first time he sees Letty, she shoots him in the shoulder, um, <laughs> which is, like, you know, it kind of sets the stakes. Like, okay, wow, she nearly killed you. Um, And there's, like, a very, you know, like, dramatic scene of him pulling the bullet out of his shoulder and, and being like, all right, this is serious. My wife normally wouldn't shoot me, so I've got to figure out how to, how to get her back uh, with the power of cars. And, um... You know, like, I do feel like he he is very, I don't know that, 
listen, I am personally not somebody who can say like, oh, this this acting performance was good or bad. I don't really have a head for that. But my understanding is that Vin Diesel is not like incredibly good. He's a completely fine actor. Um, but like, I, I do feel like this is him doing like a, you know, like this is me being serious kind of moment. Is that is that anything? I liked this Dom Toretto performance. There were a couple of moments where I was like, Vin Diesel's doing his best here. And that's fine. I liked yeah. it a lot. I, I don't um, demand him be like a fucking Shakespearean trained, you know, classical actor. No, nah, he's great in action flicks. Uh, and, and he did great here. I No complaints. Uh, I just noticed he was extra like quiet and gravelly for some reason. Uh, it just in the way he delivered his lines, I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy Brian O'Connor, Brian O'Connor is a dad now. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Congrats! Um, Happy for him and Mia. Um, there, there is some kind of like fun bits with like him playing with the kid, and like whenever Vin Diesel comes around, he's like, "Oh, it's it's Uncle Dom. Hey, Uncle Dom!" He like you know gets the baby's arm and waves it, and they like have this friendly banter about whether or not um, the baby is going to dro- grow up and drive a charger or whatever it is that Brian's favorite car is Skyline. that's, like, foreign-made. Skyline. A skyline, yes. Um, and, like, that's, that's it's very endearing. Like, for, for as much of a Brian is, like, kind of a, a blank slate character, I think that does a lot to endear him to me. Yeah, I like I Brian a lot here. Uh, the Rock's back. Yeah, I mean, he's big and rockier than ever. Um, so you did have a note <laughs> in your, uh, when you were taking notes on this, uh, this film, I do want you to just um, explain yourself to me and our audience. <laughs> so do you do you remember what the note was? Because I, I remember. fucked the rock. Like okay. I'm sorry, it's true. I was looking at him. It was it was. What did he say? He was talking to Gina Carrero, and he said, uh, "With an ass like that and brains, woman, soon I'm going to be out of a job." And I was like, "Ooh, that's missing. That's the kind of misogyny that I'd fuck." Is the problem. Layla, we've had this conversation so many times. Your standards for men are so bad. (laughs) It worked on me. I don't know what to tell. Listen! You have to to cut this out of this episode now. (laughs) This episode's ruined because somebody's going to be like, oh, yes, finally. If I just neg someone enough, it'll work. No! Just like The Rock. You have to be shaped like The Rock. There's only one rock. <laughs> That's true. You have they. So the conceit of this film is that like the Shaw's team is basically the evil versions of the the family, and the version of the Rock they have is just like a huge mountain of a man. Um, and like it really does put in perspective like how few people can you know physically compare to Dwayne Johnson. Right. It's, uh, as as uh, Taz Shadow in his phone, Samoan Thor. Who is <laughs> yes. Incredible. Okay. 100%. So here's here's the line I will draw for our listeners. Um, it you it the, the Rock in this movie Hobbs Hobbs has a vibe of um, being kind of an old school guy who thinks that being a misogynist is a compliment. And mm-hmm. with that intent, he's still fuckable. You can't neg a bitch. But if you're trying to compliment her and you're just doing it wrong and you look like The Rock. Mm. Mm. Uh, listen, my standards are exceptionally low, but like exceptions can, can be made. I'm not, the thing- you know, like fuck Mary Kill, The Rock, Vin Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, Mary Paul Walker, fuck The Rock, kill Vin Diesel, like. That's just wow. Okay, out. brutal. <laughs> Sorry, Vin. <laughs> uh, 
the thing i can't i get hung up on the mechanics of making love with the rock right he's just i don't think that he would be very gentle um his name is literally the rock there are uh, s- we need to move on there are some things you don't need to know about me move on, okay, move on, move but, on. <laughs> anyway uh let's talk about the the team um roman tej han giselle uh they're all here uh anybody else there's um oh there's gina carano but hard eyes for han always hard eyes for han i love han so much han's great in this film um you know he doesn't get enough screen time as always but he is just kind of there cracking jokes um his whole his whole thing is like he is you know trying to marry giselle gal gadot that's like his whole arc in this movie and so that's why gal gadot dies um it's probably because she didn't want to be in the movies anymore i think uh i think she dies because it doesn't make sense for han to have a girlfriend for tokyo drift (laughs) also that yes but they resurrect him so like who the fuck cares yeah but, true, yeah it's all good um yeah i don't that story beat doesn't do anything for me just because no. one it's gal gadot um and two i just want i you know i want han to have his own aspiration he he shouldn't just be you know a trophy husband um and you know there's a there's a great scene with him and roman uh that we'll talk about in our talking points um but yeah you know um Sun Kang's great. I uh, love that guy. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Tej and Roman, my boys, I love them so much. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, the crew's good. Const- the crew's good. Yeah, I mean, constantly um, making fun of each other. There's a, there's a running joke about how big Roman's forehead is. Uh, there's a bit <laughs> where Tej, um, like, they are, like, they're, like, they're meeting The Rock for the first time. They're in his, like, headquarters. Uh, and Roman goes to go to a vending machine. And he asks Tej for, like, uh, like a couple quarters. And Tej is like, you're a millionaire, man. Why why are you asking me for money? And Roman says, that's how you stay a millionaire. Uh, and then Roman goes over to the machine. He's like, oh, because he's going to be given some sort of strange currency. So he's like, which one of these is dollars? Um, and then uh, Hobbs does pull out a gun and shoots <laughs> vending machine uh and he says uh that one's on the house (laughs) and i I think my favorite part of shooting the vending machine is that it comes back up he goes back to the vending machine yeah like it's still open and roman is still getting snacks later on it's so good uh Uh, the comedy in this film is incredible is the thing it really is um how do you feel about our big bad? He's fine. Um, he was Gaston in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Wild. Completely yeah. wild. Bonkers. Um, He's also a Gaston in the upcoming Beauty and the Beast miniseries. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, he's British. He secretly was the one that engineered um, Letty's you know, fatal accident. Um he, he's the one who puts uh, Gina Carano on the, the Rocks team and then uses her as a double agent. Uh, his he, team is cool. I like. I think his team is far more interesting than he is. <laughs> um, just like when Roman goes through and explains, like, there's an African with a beanie. That's you, Tej. Uh, it's like, hmm, all right. And then they're like, this hot blonde lady, that's you, Paul Walker. Why um, did you do this photo shoot, Brian? <laughs> um you know just like it's weird right because like i don't i don't know how to talk about this because like that's not you wouldn't the joke there is that brian is you know being compared to a woman right we're supposed to laugh at that and that's why it's funny um but like it is done in such like a not mean-spirited way like that that i'm really willing to forgive it um 
I, the, the politics of this movie make me so strange because it, they are they are so different from you know this movie came out literally nine years ago. It honestly, like it's because the joke didn't feel gendered so much as it was like, oh, you look pretty, you know, like it, yeah. It, I mean, it, he's the pretty boy. That's somebody says like you're the prettiest blonde on this team. Yeah, exactly. So it didn't feel gendered. It didn't feel weird. I think I like the politics of this movie because they're not well, they're not perfect, right? Like no, by today's I mean it's standards. the fucking Fast and Furious. <laughs> But I've said it before and I'll say it again. If America needs some sort of role model franchise, I think it should be this. Because it's full of characters that are certainly not perfect, but at least they're fucking trying. And, you know, some fuckable misogynists. What can I say? So it's, uh... You know know the meme that's like more women prison guards? You are like more fuckable misogynists. (laughs) Listen, I'll fuck the misogyny right out of them is the thing. Moving on. Jesus. Um, we all need <laughs> him at this very hour. Today? We are so unhinged. So listeners, you this is gonna be a delay. This is a from the past episode. Oh my god, um, I'm gonna be listening this, to this on the fucking driving home from my work trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like here's the thing. The episode we recorded most recently to this was the one where me and Layla were very depressed talking about um was it only murders? Yeah, I think was it. I don't know. I don't Time's think fake. so. No, it was um, uh, she who became the sun. Excellent uh, book. So sad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, wildly different energies in the span of a week. We are we are out here. Um. Yeah. Mia and Elena. They they just become wives. It kind of sucks. It does suck. Uh, though uh, Mia, I do like that she and Brian kind of function as a unit for the big final battle. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah, they, they, they are our team um, once they're reunited, and that's kind of nice. So we've reached the point in our program, which, listen, again, like we've said, we don't talk about these movies for the plot. Um, this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but uh, this is time for the, the hype train, because the stunts and the battles in this movie were fucking impeccable. Do you want to talk about what happened in the subway? Yeah, so basically, right... Um Gal Gadot and Gina Carano are, you know, helping track down some guy that create. He's actually the guy that creates the um not the, the harpoon gun that comes up later. Uh, Chekhov's harpoon gun. Um, but like um, you know, they're they're he that guy you know texts Shaw and he's like, hey, I need some help. Um, so Shaw sends you know two of his like uh, actually it's two of his his uh you know goons and Letty right um to to go you know reinforce him uh the goons show up they kill the the informant it doesn't matter um they try to chase down um letty and um one of the goons because um um fucking Mossad agent um gal Gadot shoots one of the goons in like a really cool like you know he's getting away on his motorcycle and she just blows his head off um but like they they chase into the subway scene um, and they get split into to two teams. There's this team that is there, there's Gina Carano who is chasing Letty, and there's um, Han and Roman who are, is chasing evil Han who I have in my notes. Um, but they, they basically you know when when they're talking about the the evil versions, you know he is an Asian man, so that's why he's called Evil Han. Uh, I think his name in the film might be is it Ja? Yes, because his name is his, the actor's name is Johannes Tal. Tal- Taslim. Uh, oh, he was a member of Indonesia's judo team. So that's why he... Fu- okay, that comes up because, um, you know, this character who's apparently named Ja um, 
takes on both. Well, first he owns the the, the London Underground Police. Um, he just like goes ham on them with some martial arts, and then Han and Roman show up, and he just fucking mops the floor with them. And maybe my favorite fight in this um in this franchise, like Han and Roman just like come up to him and they're like taking turns like going at him, and he just like one at a time just like beats the shit out of them he's just like doing all these kicks and flips he looks so cool and like you could see han and roman getting so tired like they they both get kicked back at one point and they like kind of pull each other up and they're like you go first no you go and they're just like i want to fight this guy ends up wet at the end of the fight like they're sweating <laughs> so hard it's awesome. It's so fun. I just, I wish more franchises were willing to just like let their their characters get completely whooped in a fun way. Um, but then the counterpart to that fight is between Gina Carano and Letty, and it rules. Yeah. Uh, so like, you exp- this fight ruled because like we just found out that uh, Gina Carano is a double agent for Shaw. And Letty is just, like, the girls don't often get to wail on each other, but they got to fucking wail on each other. And it's a race against time in two dimensions because you have to beat her before the uh, plane takes off. And Letty has to not get shot point blank because Gina keeps getting guns. So half this fight is just Letty trying to get the fucking gun away from Gina Carano. And the other half of the fight is uh, the two of them fucking wailing on one another, and it absolutely rules, up to and including the point at which Chekhov's harpoon gun gets used to launch Gina Carano out of a moving airplane. She does get fucking harpooned to death, which is maybe the most gruesome kill in this franchise. They don't, like, show any blood, but it is just like, oh, wow. Wow, they did that, Um, (laughs) which is incredible. Um... But I, I was actually referring to the fight before the, the, the subway fight um, where Letty, like Gina Carano, like handcuffs Letty. Oh, uh, sorry. That fight is so hot that I, I, it, I just I can't talk about it physically. That makes sense. Um, basically, you know, she gets one handcuff around Letty's wrist, um, but then Letty gets away and she t- takes the other half of the handcuff and turns it into a brass knuckle. Uh, it's so cool. It's so good. At one point, you know, Letty um, is like, like has like, you, you know, Gina Carano is like choking her out with her leg. Uh, and Letty bites her. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, that's Letty Ortiz, you know, like a fucking... You know, we'll, we, dirty fighter will do whatever it takes. Is just gonna fucking destroy you uh, because she she you know cannot be taken down. Um, so good. There, there's a boy. There's a joke um, where you know, like they're they they just re- reveal you know they're back at the bad guy hideout and they reveal that Letty uh, knew uh, Dom at one point. They're showing everybody this picture, uh, and the guy who is the rock's counterpart, part this huge muscular dude, is just like, you know, that's bullshit, Letty. What are you talking about? You know, you, we can't trust you. And Letty's just like, hey man, I thought you were on Team Muscle. Don't make me come over there and make you Team Pussy. <laughs> And, like, he backs down, which is so funny because, like, you know, in the final fight, he's the one, like, dueling the rock. Um, and, like, it is so funny to imagine, like, in the hierarchy of people who is, are strong in this this film, it is the rock, then Vin Diesel, and then Letty Ortiz. <laughs> Letty Ortiz is truly that handcuff moment. I was watching it and I was like, arguably, it's one of the hottest things I've ever seen in a movie. Just, Listen. I gay short-circuited the whole time. It's really um, good. 
It's incredible. Uh, welcome back, Michelle Rodriguez. Can't say it enough. We missed you so much. Um, Michelle Rodriguez uh, was also on Team Shaw still while they were trying to steal the chip for the Nightingale device or whatever, um, <laughs> which did involve a uh, high-speed car chase on a bridge. And in this car chase, uh, they get into the, the big convoy that's carrying the chip and once the gang cables the big truck, from inside the truck bursts a fucking tank. So good. Um, it's just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> we, we, we've had an escalation in, in this plot. Oh no. Um, and like, you know, it's very fun to watch all of them. Like, you know, Roman almost gets run over by the tank and his like car is being pushed by it the whole time. You know, the, the tank is of course, you know, fully loaded. So they're like shooting shells like at Vin Diesel. It's really, really fun. Yeah, it's an incredible sequence. And, you know, this is another one of those Shaw moments where it's like, ooh, he's evil because he keeps running over civilians with no remorse. And Letty's in the tank with him the whole time. Like, dude, we don't have to be running over these civilians. And he's just like, tee-hee-hee, this is fun. Um, uh, but this, so this entire sequence, this tank sequence, culminates in maybe one of my favorite stunts in the entire franchise, um, which does involve Letty being thrown off of the tank, Vin Diesel climbing out of his car, throwing himself, catching Letty in midair, and crashing into the windshield of a car on the bridge. Um, and It's incredible. Like, there's a couple of moments in this movie where characters point out that they're like, this is not what we're used to dealing with. Like, this is not drug dealers anymore. This is not cops this is something else and truly the escalation of this franchise is so beautiful and so seamless and so fun that i was watching that and i'm like that's love he did it he jumped out of a car he tackled her they sh they should all be dead 10 times over at this point and they're yeah, not no. and that's why it, we're here it's really good um I, i'm looking this up on on youtube because i want to like <laughs> Uh, I, I want to talk about why the tank, why, why she's launched out of the tank, because like they, they have these, you know, these, these cables, right? And the way that they're trying to stop the tank is they l attach one of the cables to a car, uh, a oh, destroyed they, they Ford Mustang. It, they attach it to Roman's car. Oh, yeah. And then use yeah. it as an anchor. And the entire mm -hmm. time, Vin Diesel, or is it Brian? They're, like, trying to knock the car over the bridge. They're, like, bumper carsing it. Yes. No. Like, I, I bring this up all the time, but, like, this is such a and d like, RPG-ass thing to do, which is, like, okay, there's a big problem. I don't know what to do. Well, what if we uh used our um we have this rope um what if we tied a rope to a car and then we just like keep punching the car until it falls off the bridge and then like uh they, <laughs> they the tank just like flies forward uh gina Car not gina carano lenny ortiz uh michelle rodriguez is flung from it the only way vin diesel is able to get enough momentum oh god is it's just what does he do i'm watching this i'm watching this now she's flying he, yeah, I think he has to. He he gets up on the hood of the car, this this rented car. He tr he 
he gets up on it, but he also has one hand on the steering wheel. So he uses the momentum of him steering the car into the railing of the bridge to launch him into Letty. They both hit each other. Her momentum carries them both onto a different car's windshield. Uh, and they both crash into it. And they both look um, so sexy and so in pain. It's great. Um, just, uh, like, that's none of this cop shit. Like, that's what this franchise is about. It it just fucks. It's it so fucks so good. hard. And like, listen, these these characters, the further we go in, the more cartoonish they become, right? To the point where they are, they have quote unquote character designs, right? Vin Diesel's always in a white t-shirt. Bloody Ortiz is always in a tank top, right? Brian's always in these like muted grays. Mia always is wearing hoops. Like they're designed, right? At this point, it's, it's fucking cartoon physics, baby. Where's Wiley Coyote? Get me an Acme Anvil. We're in it. Like, we're, if they really wanted to make me laugh, they would have made the safe in Fast uh, Five an Acme safe. <laughs> that would have been extremely good. You know, I had that thought while, while I was watching this. I was like, at this point, this is, like, I don't want to call everything that's, like, melodramatic anime. But, like, uh, you know, we've been saying this a lot. It shares so many of the same, like, archetypes, right? Like, everybody has the same outfit, right? Everybody had, kind of has their own, like, special power. You know, everybody you know, it has, you know, motivations that make sense and everybody has, like, outsized reactions to things. Um, and, like, I just... I don't understand why we don't lean into that more because, like, people clearly love it. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm generalizing. Like, obviously, these franchi- this franchise is hugely successful, so, like, somebody's leaning into it somewhere. Um, but, you know... Excuse me. When we're talking about, like, the fact that, like, it is risky to make an animated movie because like people are afraid that nobody will want to see it. Right. That's, that's, I'm sure a thing you've heard about making movies. Um, and like this works just, this is the same thing, right? This would work just as well if it was animated, right? Because all these characters are the the same. Nothing about them would have to change. It's just, you know, you would probably save a lot of money on CGI bullshit and also cars. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a great point that you bring up. Um, the last scene of this film, you know, is another one that, like, I, I guess, like, I understand why you do want these to be live action. Because, like, when you do see the scale of these things as, as compared to, you know, in, in, in the flesh, like, it is kind of impressive. Like, the, this this thing where they are trying to get onto the, this, you know, it's a Hercules C-130, like, cargo plane that's, like, you know, constant. They're, they're trying to escape with the device. They're all trying to, like, jump their cars into the plane. Um you know, it is, like, just really impressive with, like, everybody else, like, trying to drive around it, you know, people getting thrown into airplane engines and, you know, blasted out of the out of the doors. Like, it's it's really good. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, you know, you whenever you're making a thing in a medium, you always want to ask yourself, why this medium? Like, why is this medium going to serve the story I'm trying to tell? I don't think Fast and Furious would work as a cartoon because the stunts wouldn't be amped up enough and the stakes wouldn't be high enough to fit the format but with like real people watching mm-hmm. a dude get thrown into an airplane engine fucking sick mm-hmm. that's a good point you're right um like i just i like this airplane battle so much because there is so many moving parts right everybody has something to do right even like the you know our, our, our side characters are just like trying to you know weigh this plane down with their harpoon guns you know uh constantly fighting off the the evil teammates you know um that's how how gal gadot dies um, cause she, you know, is, is she, a car, there's an explosion, she falls, you know, she dies, RIP, um, I guess, 
but like everybody is moving you know there's a fight going on inside the plane where the vin diesel and the hobbs team up to fight uh shaw and the big man and, and like that's that's a great you know um dom or not dom but uh brian and, and mia have their own team up moment where you know she she helps him out from not getting owned by shaw um it's uh, i just really love the the scale and like audacity not maybe audacity but like um i'm not i'm trying to think it's just so over the top and big in a way that i i think really it's just why people go to these movies because they want to see all this dumb big action that's that's implausible and wild and these movies make you feel like oh this could really happen um and i just i just love watching the spectacle of it yeah exactly it's uh god i for 10 10 and 11 we've got to go to the theaters for this bitch yeah yeah 100% like that'll be uh seeing that in in a big screen will be will be quite the treat um if if you were however you know maybe you don't get a hundred million dollars or you know, it's probably like 250 million to make one of these now but um if you were given say maybe 40 million dollars Layla and you could only you were given you know the task of making a like spin-off you know one one movie character study of somebody from this franchise who would you do i would do a tej and roman capsule movie like think think oh god what's that um con air think con air i would do con right. air with tej and roman uh that would be extremely good um i'm trying to think like who is a character that we don't get a lot of interiority as you know i think elena maybe like seeing elena uh you know and and her relationship with her husband like we could do the first 10 minutes of up with her and her husband uh and then like her husband is killed and then like the rest of the movie is is like john wick her hunting down the people who killed her husband oh that would fuck incredibly <laughs> hard is the thing uh it, i would, it would watch that <laughs> the, it would have to be you know so much smaller scale but like it would be very like you know it would be a psychological thriller i think yeah that actress <laughs> also very hot i would watch the shit out of that she's great um god yeah if you could listeners if you want to do a character study or pitch us a character study that's 775-573-8882 um but yeah no i mean i think that's that's about it i think we talked about the best parts of this film um you know it's just they're fun these films are so fun like you know four four was kind of a low point but like ever since you know five things have really started to to amp up and i am i am very excited for i don't think we decided we're not going to watch seven we're right? not rewatching seven okay. next next month which will be october and october we will see you guys for eight november we do hobbs and shaw december we do nine. Oh god that's gonna be really good okay um well layla when we are not um oh just you know getting rid of the gregorian calendar and replacing it with the fast and furious <laughs> film calendar um where can we be found on the internet you can find me at l-e-y-l-s-e-s on tumblr twitter and instagram um i don't know this episode is going to go up three weeks after it's been recorded so in theory i should have an essay that i'll write tired on an airplane and in theory i might be poking the beast that is my webcomic aaron what about you 
Yeah, um, ideally, uh, in the next couple weeks, I will still be putting out um, RPG essays at AA Voigt uh, on YouTube. Um, I'm at AaronSXL on Twitter, where I talk about tabletop RPGs, health, policy, and writing. Um, I wonder if at this point, my hope is to write an essay about how Gen Con is threatening to pull out of Indiana because of Indiana's bad politics, and like how, I, while I get it, it also makes me sad. Um, because of the ways in which, you know, that's just, you know, the politics of Indiana being terrible hurts, hurts the people of Indiana. Um, I don't know if I'll actually write that cause it does seem like a bummer to do, but we'll see. Um, and I do another podcast that's at the Bible boys. Hopefully by the time that this episode comes out, we'll be off hiatus. Um, Michael pitched us on the book of Mormon yesterday and like, I was like, hmm, on a scale of one to ten, how racist is it? And he's like, well, it's only about a five, surprisingly. And I was like, that's actually not that racist for the cover stuff we cover on Bible Boys. So yeah, it's, we'll see. It's 2010 racist. Let's put. I it mean, that listen, way. we know it's it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone, so we know what we're getting into. Yeah. So um, if that's if you want to see people take a skeptical view of the Book of Mormon, check that out. Uh, whenever we're back off hiatus. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to say uh, say grace for a great episode. Uh, I guess, wait, shit, nope. Our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Uh, now, I just, you know, Layla, I want to say grace for having such a great episode. Um, you know, thank you for the time we spent with Vin Diesel. Thank you for bringing back Letty Ortiz. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, uh, you know, most of all, Father... Thank you for fast cars. We'll see y'all next week.